This podcast comes to you from the Osteopathic Health Center in Dubai, integrating health and wellness for the body, mind, and soul. Dr. Pavis, how are you doing? Doing very well. Yeah, it's great yeah. to have you back. Um, we talked on the second ep- episode of the All of You podcast, and here we are again. It's great to have you back. Um, I was really looking forward to this because we really just touched on some very key um some very key points um, and, you know, kind of paradigms, uh, interventions, methods that we have in common as naturopaths. Um, and, you know, here at the Osteopathic Health Center, we're really all about this idea of preventative medicine um, as well as, as, well as um, rehabilitative or reactive medicine or acute medicine. And I think that... Um, you know, we're in a, we're, we live in a time now where people are becoming more, much more aware of the the fundamentals of having a, uh, you know, a relatively good and, you know, ill health free lifespan, and we would call that a health span. You know, the the amount of years that we live in good health, and and there seems to be this emerging trend and um you know kind of paradigm of what we would call longevity medicine and i think it's uh, a really good time as naturopaths to be able to talk about this concept of longevity medicine and maybe pull away some of the um some of the kind of the fads and trends and misconceptions about what it is and really get down to the basics of the most effective forms of longevity medicine so I can't think of anybody better than yourself to be able to, um, you know, share with us the wisdom and the uh, the, the 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 intelligence and the you know the, the the facts around this. So, first of all, again, thank you very much for coming on. And um, yeah, tell us about what you think, or what you're seeing as a clinician um, in the field of this emerging trend of longevity medicine. First of all, I'm extremely happy to be with you again. And, uh, you know, doctors are teachers. Yes. And if we can share the information that we have learned with the ones who are interested to hear, we expand our knowledge collectively and that help everybody to create better future and therefore better societies for everybody to come. The goal of the creations is to keep the balance and our attitude, our behavior, in addition to who we are, what we do, how we eat, what we think about, how we conduct our life on a daily basis, are important factors determining of how we can keep this balance. About the health and longevity, also this balance is really important. The body, which is the physical body and the, all the energy system within it or around it, including emotions, feelings, memories, mind, perceptions, thoughts, beliefs, spirit, they all affect us as what we are and who we are. We are just one and as a totality of what we create. The longevity medicine sounds really interesting because everybody is looking to stay, looking forward to stay healthier and live longer with a better um, quality of health. But before analyzing what it really means, 
we have to understand that keeping the balance is the key for any longevity, uh, attitude, medicine, behavior, anything you can name on. Um, if you look at the world today and compare our atmosphere with what it used to be, let's say before the Industrial Revolution, the first thing that comes to your mind is the amount of toxicity that has been released into our environment. Every year, millions of tons of mostly irreversible toxins, which are antigens to our body, are released, mainly due to industry. Before, for example, they used to collect fish oil by squeezing the liver of the fish. You can no longer do this today, regardless of where, where you cut that fish, because the oceans and the seas are so contaminated, let's say with mercury, that your fish oil will have so much contamination and dirt in it will cause much more detrimental effect on our health as opposed to helping it in any ways. Yeah, well, you touched on a few good points there. Um, and I think, you know, our, our lifespan and health span, um, we must keep them in the context of, a, of, a, of, a, of modernity, of a modern world, which is posing far more challenges um, year by year upon our, our natural state of health. Um, and I think that life expectancy, um, yes, of the last 250 years, we can say that our lifespan has, has made huge leaps, almost doubled, according to some experts. But recently, let's say in the last 50 years, our lifespan has kind of plateaued, more or less, and in some developed countries, actually been reduced. But our health span is not increasing, and that's the number of years that we're spending in good health. In fact, our health span um, in many developed countries is being reduced. So we're spending more years in, in infirmity, in, in poor health. And I think that probably is, is a reason why there is now this obsession with longevity, but I think most people would prefer to have quality life or years in their life, life in their years as opposed to years in their life, so good quality. Um, and I think, like you said, whether it's our food, whether it's our technology, whether it's pollutants, um, we're straying further away from what it is to have a an, an appropriate, a humanly appropriate environment. And I think some of these things, whether it is food, whether it is technology, whether it is toxicity, they're working against us. So what would you say are some of the most basic things as a foundation, as a platform that we should be focused on to have a good health span? What are some of the most fundamental things you would think? To keep our balance, that means consuming better quality food. As you know, there are more than 10,000 different chemicals are being used in the food processing system all over the world nowadays. And because of this chemical treatment of the food particles, including genetic modifications, long storages, using various forms of flavor enhancers, artificial colors, radiations, and many more, the food is not what it's supposed to be because food is the most important medicine of all. If we don't consume the micronutrients, our body 
needs them the most, then the system goes through trouble. Uh, so looking for better quality food or at least having a basic knowledge about what kind of food, what kind of fruit, let's say I want to buy apple, what kind of apple will serve my body better in terms of my health is a key element here. Uh, and uh, because the, the goal of most of the people and our societies at large is now to make better finances, to make more money, develop businesses. That puts a lot of other things aside because when you focus on material world, which is making more money, automatically you have to ignore a lot of other fundamental issues. So for that and many other reasons, most of the people of the world are under constant stress in many different forms, regardless of the cause of the stress. Stress puts our body into a different physiology. It's a fight or flight. Either you have to punch as hard as you can or run away as quickly as possible. At some point, stress seems to be a lifesaver. That is true. Imagine a wild animal is attacking you. You need to save your life. At that time, the circulation is pulled out of the viscera and blood supply goes to the arms and legs to support you with your punching or running away. So for one moment, one night, is not a big deal. It sounds really good. But when we are constantly being chased by a threat, this is going to cause now problem because when we don't get enough circulation around internal organs, they slow down. All the hormones, enzymes, digestive juices, everything has to be supplied from the blood. When you don't have a good flow of blood into vital um, organs inside your body, you deplete the function of that organ. And by long time, because now people cannot digest properly and they cannot absorb, therefore, properly, they end up having a lot of nutritional deficiencies all over their bodies after some time, plus whatever that we consume, which cannot be digested, turns into toxins. So stress is a big one. Yeah, in addition to wrong food. The other, there are a lot of other issues, let's say, with stress, including the fact that the stress will make our body acidic. This is a big factor. The pH of the body is the terrain of the body, is the inner environment of the body. Our body is full of various microbes. This is called the natural microbiome. Similar number of the cells we have in our body, we have different bacteria living in us. Four times more, we have viruses. But they all are within us in a kind of mutual and respective way. This is because the environment supports them. The moment that the body environment becomes acidic at the physical level, these microbes start to become angry and they stop following the rules of the balance of the body. Now they become pathogens. Now they create problems. Also, they create additional toxicity. It can go on and on. And stress, of course, affects the circulation, as I said. It affects the hormone system. It affects the attitude, mental attitude, emotional perceptions. And so everything pushes us through to, to have a body, a body which is less balanced than ever before. And more important than all, it will reduce the amount of oxygen utilization within the core of our cells. When the cells do not receive enough oxygen, which is actually the energy of the, of the ox oxygen atom, the electron, 
when it doesn't enter the cell or is not being kept properly as ATP, which is the energy to repair, we go through a lot of premature aging. So to make everything summarize, one of the most important biochemical causes of premature aging is not having enough energy stored in our cells. This is called ATP, is a product of mitochondria inside our body, it, the device inside the cells that extracts the energy of the oxygen and stores it. It doesn't let it evaporate as heat. The more ATP we have, the faster we repair the errors. If we can repair the errors that happen constantly, we stay young. If the number of the errors ex exceeds the ability of the body to repair, then we go through premature aging. Yeah, that's great. And that, I, th I think that brings us nicely onto another factor, um, which is very important, which is exercise. You know, you've mentioned food, you've mentioned stress, um, and exercise, you know, contextually, we're moving far less. I mean, I think modern society has taken away just about every need for us to move, you know, it, 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 we, we literally don't need to move much exactly. to live our lives. We can operate our lives through the phone. And so, you know, ATP that are produced in the mitochondria, you know, VO2 max is one of the most important markers at the volume of oxygen, the, the, the maximum volume of oxygen that we can use within the human body is one of the most significant markers of health. You know, and this is in comparison to um, having or not having type two diabetes, atherosclerosis. You know, when we look at we look at two markers of of physical health, such as cardiorespiratory fitness and physical strength, these are some two of the most important markers for longevity. Exactly. And so, um, you know, with regards to exercise, a lot of people think it's surplus to requirement, but it's actually a necessity now because we have to go above and beyond what we're doing in our modern environment because we're so sedentary. So, you know, food, you've highlighted, stress, you've highlighted, exercise. And is there any other foundation of longevity that you would focus on, say, with a patient that, that comes to see you? You see, you, you just mentioned something really, really important, and thank you for that. Exercise will push the circulation. So there you go. We get rid of the lack of circulation in our body. The more circulation, the more blood vessels remain open because another definition of premature aging is when we lose blood vessels due to blockages. Yeah, when uh, we are born, there is about 800 million tiny little blood vessels in our body. From the time of puberty and on, about 10 million per day are lost. So basically, around 80 years after puberty, there should be zero circulation based on the lifestyle of the people of today. So circulation will keep the passages open. Number two, circulation produces endorphin, produces serotonin. I mean, exercise with a better circulation. So it will alter the mood of the people. When people feel better, the body feels better and stays younger plus a lot of other good things will happen to our body because we keep the balance in a more reliable way. Mm. Exercise at the same time releases a lot of factors of stress. So you see, and then because of the uh, vigorous circulation that is 
that happens as a result of exercise, people go through better detoxification. Yeah. So a lot of dirt, which is stuck inside our blood vessels and into our, let's say, extracellular fluid, it starts to move. You know, one of the biggest problems people face when they go through aging is the amount of fluid which is trapped in between their cells because they don't move. There's pressure on the heart and the heart cannot push all this fluid to go through. And anytime fluid gets stuck in any place, including outside in nature, it, it starts to rotten. That is the biggest difference between a little river and a pond. Yeah, so these are all important factors for longevity. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think what we're, what we're alluding to here is that um, unless we're, Unless we have the foundations in place, it's kind of pointless. Um, well, I'd like your opinion on this. Do you think it is kind of pointless going to these extremes of these, you know, these biohacks such as the the vitamin infusions and the rapamycin and the NAD and all of these all of these molecules that um, pertain to uh, health span? Do you think that's pointless unless we are actually getting the fundamentals such as nutrition, exercise, rest, stress resilience, unless we're getting those in place. But I think by nature, we live in a culture of instant gratification where we'll just look for that one thing. Just give me that one infusion. Give me that one molecule. When we don't have the basics in place. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. It's not pointless to use them, but they won't last long because the physical structure of the body is not ready to use them in the right way. If you, if you want to stay younger, you need to keep the balance in your physical body and in your energy system as well. You need to let go of the thoughts which were bothering you in the past. You need to forgive. You need to look ahead to the future, not carrying the garbage of the past because every one of us go through difficulties in the past. We don't have to carry the pain of the failures of the past, knowing that the failure of the past made us who we are today and it gives us a platform for a better future. At the same time, we have to take care of our diet as much as possible. I don't mean that we are supposed not to participate in any party or drink anything or some people like to smoke. No, it's not like that. We're talking about habit. We're talking about long-term of wrong behavior. So because life at the same time has to be enjoyable. Absolutely. Know? And so I don't, I don't tell people never have any fast food. No, it's okay, but it shouldn't be a habit. Yeah. And now when people are ready to create better quality of health, they do a little bit of the physical activity, they have a better quality sleep because they let go of the problems of the mind. They look at positive things in their lives. They become more optimistic. And at the same time, now they go through taking different forms of anti-aging supplements or anti-aging food or food particles. This creates a synergy that will improve the effect to many, many extra folds. And also it will last for long. Yeah, yeah. This whole concept of doing 2% in five areas instead of 10% in one area. Exactly. Yeah, we, we often have this heroic mentality around wellness and health where, that where we, 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 we focus on one principle or facet and we go hard. It might be exercise. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train six days a week and I'm going to train hard. 
and everything else gets neglected. Or I do a diet, I do a, you know, a, a, a keto diet or a vegan diet, and everything else gets neglected. You know, why don't we just take a small fraction uh, or take a, invest a small amount of focus in a number of areas, such as activity, such as sleep, stress resilience, and diet. So balance is key. You keep, I, I keep hearing that from you. And I think that is probably the underlying principle that we all need to try to uh, ascertain in a world that is literally, in a modern world, that is unbalanced. Let's face it. Modern world is somewhat addictive. There's lots of things that want to addict us and distract us, whether it's technology, junk food, caffeine, um, stress, and stress is addictive. Let's face it, a lot of people actually thrive on that cortisol, you know, sympathetic tone on a day-to-day -day basis. And without it, they feel as though life is meaningless without that stimulus. So that aside, we live in a world where we're constantly being distracted and pulled towards extreme behaviors. And so finding this balance of taking 2% of each of these principles, I think is, is really key. Um, and with that said, let's get to the practice of it. Let's get to the practical elements of how do we, you know, kind of pick the low hanging fruit of longevity, say with a patient that comes in and says, doctor, I really, you know, I'm, 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 I'm quite worried about you know, my genetic predispositions from my, from my, uh, from my mother, father, grandfather. And I want to, uh, you know, kind of start to interact with the lifestyle behaviors that are going to help me maintain and, and improve my health span. Tell me what to do with my diet. What would you say? Give, give me a couple of things, practical things that you would give to a person. Uh, number one with regular that I'm going to make it very simple so everybody could understand that. One of the worst thing that happens to our diet is sugar, the, the refined form of sugar that has been put in a lot of things. Even if you don't add sugar to things, there's plenty of sugar in them and they are refined carbs, refined sugar. The second problem with our diet is the salt. Most of the salt that is used, especially in restaurants, is chemical salt, which is manufactured salt. It's pure sodium chloride, whereas natural salt contains many other elements as well. As you know, sodium stays in the extracellular fluid to keep the water outside of the cell, whereas many other elements of, of minerals, they enter the cell and they drag the water into the cell, like magnesium, for example, calcium. So the better circulation inside the cells, the healthier the body it is. Yeah. The, the, the other problem with the food that we have is processing techniques that is performed on most of the food that is supplied to our markets. It doesn't matter where you are, unless you grow your food or you know where to get right food. In a country like the UAE, because there's no agricultural land, unfortunately, most of the food elements have to be imported. So if the rules and regulations on importation of food is not, is not as precise as, it, as what it's supposed to be, then people start having a lot of problem because of the garbage that is embedded in the food that they consume. A lot of people believe in drinking milk. 
cow's milk. This is very wrong. First of all, milk is for baby calf, which doesn't has not developed teeth yet. Yeah, and numerous studies prove that the consumption of dairy will not change anything about the calcium deposits of the bones. So the rate of osteoporosis in a country like Denmark and, and uh, other places where people are not used to drinking milk is basically the same. It doesn't make any difference, whereas dairy will make our body acidic, it creates a lot of phlegm and many other problems. So these are some of the fundamental issues. Now we go to the next level of what to look for in terms of food. That is when there is a lot of chemical added to any food product. Let's say artificial colors. Some of them create sensitivity, intolerance. Some of them like tartaric acid will make children hyperactive. Some of them will uh, trigger immune reaction in our body. So they, they, they create some sort of low-grade but constant inflammation inside our gut. And that inflammatory material will start pressurizing our liver and it will, it will push our blood out of the balance. Another issue is genetic modification of the food. I'll give you an example. Uh, we know what cheetah is. We know what a horse is. Imagine you are a famous horse rider. They will. Uh, they they promise you that they will genetically create a new strand of horse that will run faster than any other horse, and they do it. They bring the horse to you. But when you look at this horse, although the head looks like a horse, the body is a body of a cheetah right. again, with the tail of a horse. And you look at the mouth of that uh, head horse pipe figure, you see again teeth like cheetahs. Now, when you want to feed this animal, which you don't know what to call it now, would you give grass and wheat or a, a piece of bone with a piece of meat with a chunk of bone, isn't it? You see, this is genetic modification. At the cellular level, the body feels like that. You should know that about 98% of all the soy products, corn, peanuts, stuff like that are genetically modified and soy and corn and um, a lot of other wheat which is used by the cattle are GMO. So basically, most of the dairy products or the meat or any animal protein we consume is a result of GMO being fed to the cattle. And regardless of how the cattle are being grown, grown up, uh, as you know, most of the meat and, and dairy and animal products come from the farmings. And in those farms, there is no humanity, there is no right behavior to the animals. The animals are constantly being ignored and the emotion of the animal affect everything. Plus, hormones are being added legally to the body of the cattle. Let's say, I, I, maybe you know that they, they staple a patch of something to the, to the ear of the animals that it produces hormone constantly getting into their bodies and they're being fed with some sort of antibiotic to prevent infections in them. And there's bone powder crushed and added to the food of these cattle to provide the mineral necessity for their body. But hey, we're talking about cows and sheep and goat. They're not supposed to consume uh, bones like that, you know? It will alter everything. So these are, these are the fundamental stuff. Now, if people are interested to know more about this, all they need to do is to pay attention to what product they are buying. It may be a bit difficult in the beginning, but after a certain time of practice, they will learn 
what to look for, what kind of red meat is better for them, whether they should continue with consumption of a lot of wheat. Gluten is a big problem now. You know, in the 60s, they changed the, the molecule of gluten, which is a protein in the wheat. And it, although it created um, uh, bread out of grain or flour very quickly, it became undigestible for human consumption. Now, a lot of people have certain sensitivity to gluten, which affects them without them knowing about it. So this is, this is, these are the fundamental stuff that people have to pay attention to. So salt, sugar, looking for better quality food products. There is more. I, it comes to my mind. I'll tell you about it. Yeah. Perfect. And we've talked, you've talked a lot about there about what to avoid. So refined sugar, like you said, um, you know, refined salt, um, refined wheat, um, you know, processed or ultra processed foods. And that leaves us with about three aisles in the supermarket to shop from. But yes, I think what you're talking to here is this idea that a lot of these foods that have been tampered with um, and refined and, and chemically modified, they are playing havoc with our digestive system, which is the seat of our immune system. So you've talked about what to avoid. What about what to eat? If, if you were to just, as soon as come in, come in and they had 10 minutes with you and said, Doc, please just tell me what to eat because um, I want to maintain good health for as long as possible. Just tell me, tell me, tell me six things that I need to eat. But before I go to that, I want to also mention something about cooking oil, which is a big disaster. Yes, I think you, you need know? to go there. I think. From every kilo of, um, let's say, sunflower seeds, there's about 36 or 37 grams of oil extracted. I ask this from different professionals who are in, this, in that business. Um, when you buy a liter of, let's say, sunflower oil for, let's say, 12 dirham, this is supposed to be, if, let's say, it is the original oil of, of sunflower seeds, it's supposed to be 100 or 300 kilograms of sunflower seeds being squeezed. It's impossible. Otherwise, a liter of uh, sunflower oil should cost like 100 dirhams or more, more than that, actually. How can we buy it for only 12 dirhams, 15 dirhams? Because there is a lot of... Um, other stuff in that bottle, which is not actually sunflower oil, as you know. Uh, in Crude oil produces about more than 400 different products. A group of those products are called paraffins. They divide into two major groups, solid and the liquid paraffins, and they come with different grades. So the liquid paraffins look like oil. And because they are long chain of uh, hydrocarbons, it means an organic in organic form of chemicals, um, in food industry, they believe it's not going to be absorbed to the human body if this is consumed through food. But this is wrong because it clogs up our arteries. So most of what you see in that bottle for 12 dirham is nothing but liquid paraffins and then chemicals added to create the amber color and then the smell and then maybe a little bit of a real uh, sunflower oil added to it because it, it, in order to sell it for 12 dirhams, the cost should be for manufacture something about two to three dirhams. So that could provide that. So let's go back to your other questions about what to eat. If you pay attention to what we talked about in the last few minutes and you reverse it into something more reliable, you, 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 you are going to serve your body really, really well. For example, 
instead of chemical salt or refined salt, you can use sea salt. You can use rock salt. You can use pink salt. As easy as that. And actually your blood pressure will go down as opposed to go up. Instead of refined sugar, you could use anything natural. You don't have to add sweets to everything. But some natural food, like natural honey, for example, doesn't cause a lot of problem for a healthy person to con- consume that. And uh, uh, water, drinking water in this country is a huge problem. Because when water is delivered to our home or we buy a bottle of water in the supermarket, of course they are in plastic bottles. And during the delivery, because of the heat, it's impossible for the plastic not to leak at least some sort of chemicals from the plastic. And we consume that water, we consume those chemicals leaked out from the plastic, and they will stay in our body forever. So think about a better quality water, at least for our home consumption, something which is, let's say, reverse the smoles, through reverse osmosis. There are companies here, like Collagen, I don't want to advertise for any company here now, but they do reverse osmosis. Their water quality is better than a lot of others. If we want to take water out with us, make sure that we put our water in a, in a reliable container, not a plastic container. We should not refill the plastic bottles. We shouldn't put them in freezer when they're frozen and then we use them. This is another one. And when we go out to shop, we need to, let's say I want to go and buy some fruits. Take your time. Put your hand on that fruit. Smell it. Look at it. Feel it. If there is a smell in it, it means it's good. Most of the fruit, there's no smell in it, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, when you want to buy red meat or chicken, make sure that it is grass-fed properly. It comes from countries which they don't need to manipulate their, their, their food products that much. When you want to buy eggs, eggs are very important. Look for something that is a bit natural, like organic, free-range, hopefully yeah, these are, these are really, really important. Some people, they consume a lot of protein because of their bodybuilding habits. They take a lot of powdered protein. In nature, we never have protein like that. In order to create that powdered form of protein and keep, keep it in the jar, they have to put it through many, many different chemical processes. It will lose all its good ingredients and it becomes completely outside of the norm of the uh, natural range. It doesn't vibrate the same as natural food anymore. These are some of the, you know, um, important things to pay attention to. And um, before I let you ask the next question, I'll mention also something very important. We wake up in the morning. The first thing we do, we grab a cup of coffee with sugar and milk in it. We turn our body into aesthetic state immediately from the morning. If you get up in the morning and you take something, something simple, to turn your body into an alkaline state before half an hour before you eat anything, you will serve your body really, really well. You can take a little bit of uh, good quality pulverized chlorella. You can take some good quality organic chlorophyll drink. You can have a teaspoon of organic apple cider vinegar in a glass of water and drink it. People may say, oh, but vinegar is acidic. No, it will leave an alkaline effect. You can have half a lemon, fresh lemon squeezed in a, in a cup of warm water and drink it. Again, they may say lemon is acidic. No, the ashes of the lemon is alkaline because it contains a lot of potassium. Something simple like that. And then a little bit of a stretching exercise, maybe 
walking outside, maybe enjoying the nature, a little bit of positive feeling in your mind, telling that, okay, this is a great day. I'm going to start a beautiful, great day. I'm looking forward to the opportunities that life is going, is going to throw at me. I'm open to receive that and appreciate your being in this body again after you wake up because every night we go to bed 250,000 other people which went to bed last night with us. They didn't wake up in the morning. So if we can change our mental state into some, to something positive, in addition to other advice I gave, it will make a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's summarize what you said there. You've alluded to eating foods that are naturally occurring naturally in nature. But you've also talked about a more omnivorous diet. Now, you know that there's lots of tribal movements within the nutrition kind of uh, terrain these days. You know, you've got vegans on one side uh, screaming that that's the best diet. You've got carnivores saying that that's helped them recovering from being a vegan. You've got keto people saying that's helping will suppress my inflammation and autoimmunity. So we've got all of these dietary approaches, but if we look from an evolutionary perspective, we could say that a an evolutionary or a human appro appropriate diet for human beings has this omnivorous kind of spectrum. You know, we've got animal products, we've got good plant I hundred percent agree with you, but at the same time, I respect people's choices as well. Some people want to be vegetarian; it's okay. Sometimes the vegetarians or the vegans believe that we are vegan because we don't want to kill animals. When you pull a plant out of the root, you kill them too. And they scream too, they get afraid too. And I can prove it to you. Cliff Baxter was a scientist who measured the, the electrical emissions of the plants and he realized that they can feel your, your, your intention if you want to water them or you want to burn them. Wow. And they created happy signal or fearful signal. So if, if I don't hear a plant screaming out of fear because of my behavior, that doesn't mean that it's not alive and it's not responding. Yeah, you see, but people have different choices. I respect that. Oh, oh let's say uh, blood groups are more meat e eaters whereas a beep and, and other ones are less, which is okay. Some people have a tendency to eat meat or not. It's up to them, as long as they have a better choice. Yeah. Well, if we were to look at the blue zones, for instance, these areas around the world, and there is some contentious, there, there, there is some, contra, how would I say, controversy around the blue zones because um, uh, there's, there's this idea that they eat a predominantly, well, not predominantly plant-based, but there's uh, the... the Dan Butner, who was the researcher who did who collated a lot of the data around the blue zones, stated that the the main dietary benefits were legumes and plant plants. However, when you look at Mediterranean diets and you look at some of the uh, the diets in Japan and Okinawa, there's a high propensity to eat fish. There's a high propensity to eat animal products. So, what you're alluding to is this balance. And if we look at the blue zones, we'll see that they have a balanced diet, but they're eating mostly local seasonal. Um, products, uh, which allows them to live uh, a long, healthy life health span. Sorry, so diet we've touched on. Um, you also kind of alluded to this idea of <clears throat> getting outside in the morning, which relates to circadian health. You know, and circadian health is now also an emerging kind of uh, exactly uh, uh, trend or focus of health because we have this these natural clocks in our cells which are these, uh, they are attuned to this light, dark, sleep, wake cycle. Um, 
and morning light is the perfect way to prime yourself for a good night's sleep, right? But now with artificial light, people are staying exactly. up all hours, eating Absolutely. all hours. Yes. And, and so, you know, circadian health is another subject which we maybe touch on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You touched on diets. Uh, great. You've given me some things to go away with, Doc. I know what to eat. Um, so what do I do for um, my stress resilience? How do I cope with that? Give me a couple of practical tips sure. to cope with modern... Sure. Um, if you pay attention closely, you realize that neither past nor future is real. Past was just an experience we had. Future is something that is supposed to be created. What is real with us is now. If we learn occasionally to go to the state of Zen, be aware of the moment right now. Feel everything about now. You want to have some water to drink? Have a sip of the water in your mouth and pay attention to the softness, to the wetness, to the quality of the water. You want to eat something? Pay attention to the energy that is embedded in that piece of fruit, the memory of the touch of the farmer, the place the fruit grew in, the sunshine it received, the soil it was creating it. The information is there. Pay attention to that. We get rid of a lot of stress in that moment. And this is a moment of healing. For healing, things could happen instantly. In a fraction of a moment, things will change. We give our body a break to stop being bothered by the memories of the past or speculation of the future. This, this will help a lot. If at the moment of sleep or somebody wants to do prayers or somebody wants to do something or they are tired, basically they say, okay, you know what? I have like two minutes. Let me close my eyes. Let me pay attention to me now. And you start feeling your body. You start feeling your little pinky toe on your left foot in your shoe. Go in there and feel it and feel the touch. Feel the material of the sock around it. Feel the pressure of the shoe around it. Feel, you put your attention there. You cannot think about two different subjects at the same time. That will exclude you from being involved constantly with, as I said, the problems of the future or the memories, difficult memories of the past. Yeah. 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 So this will help a lot. Um, in terms of what to take to create better balance in our food, now that we can, it seems we cannot avoid the toxins surrounding us, you could add a little bit of a good quality green sometimes to your food. Like take a small, small, small amount of chlorella, good quality chlorella. It is supposed to be well broken and there are not so many companies in the world which could break these little cells open. Or occasionally do a little bit of exercise, swim in the seawater if you can because the salt in the sea will extract a lot of garbage through the skin. Do some ozone therapy occasionally or hyperbaric oxygen chamber. If you are a smoker, huh, you, I never tell people not to smoke, but I tell them, no, because it's their choice. Everybody knows about it. Sometimes those cigarettes will help them better than any other stress remedy that they could take because people have different lifestyles. They have different beliefs. It's not easy for them to shift suddenly. And I tell them, okay, look for something a little bit less invasive. Use organic tobacco. You change the cigarette paper that you're using, for example, because there's 4,700 chemicals in those cigarettes, you know? You could, you could modify them. People want to have coffee. Coffee is not a bad thing. Drinking too much coffee becomes a problem. 
or having processed coffee or genetically modified coffee is a problem. People want to have sweets. It's not a big deal. They can have sweets. A little bit of a sweets after big food is a stimulant. You know, the taste of sweet in Chinese medicine is the stimulation to spleen, which is the digestive system. It will help the body to digest the food easier. But eating too much sweet, especially an empty stomach with a lot of chemicals in it or lots of sugar in it, that's the problem. Yeah. These are small little things because my goal is to give some sort of information that any of the audience out there could benefit from it. I'm not going to restrict them to don't do this or don't do that. Let them have a choice. People are different. They have different standards. They have different lifestyle. Everybody could get better. There is always room for improvement for any one of us. Ooh, absolutely. And I think that most people's number one value in their life is good health. Okay. When I asked patients, I asked friends, colleagues, uh, what do you most value? The logical answer would be my health because a healthy person wishes for many things and an unhealthy person wants one thing. Um, and you know, we're, we're talking in the context here of somebody wanting to live a healthy, long, healthy life. And so, yes, we need to respect people's current habits and behaviors. But it's our job, like you said, to teach, to, in, to inform them of the, the most potent impediments to their health. And I think smoking is probably one of the worst things that a person can do. So, yes, we want to modify that. But I think to maybe, I don't know, adapt or to suggest something a bit healthier. I don't think there is anything healthier in, than stopping smoking. But yes, we have to take into account somebody's ability, capacity to do that. But you I know, think... you're a practitioner, you're a doctor, and I'm sure you've bumped into a lot of other people who will tell you, don't ask me to change yeah, this. You see, exactly. we still want to help them. That's why I've learned to be more flexible and give the choice to them. I yeah. tell them oh, yeah, what I see. The choice. I never make them feel bad mm. about what they do because otherwise I'm going to add more stress to them. And, and when they come to me, the least I want is to add more problems to their existing issues. But we should we should highlight the detriment of, of, they know. of what is... They know. There's so much information in the last 10, 20 years, let's say about smoking, because in the 50s, 60s, even 70s, it was a good style to smoke. I used to study dentistry in 90s in, in, in Europe. And I remember even some of the professors used to smoke. Uh, during the break time, you would see a lot of uh, medical students sit, standing outside and smoking. Before that, I was in medicine. I remember I was working with the orthopedic surgeon. And every time after a big surgery, he used to rush to, to his uh, room and smoke a cigarette to calm him down. You know, today, the view of the people is different than back then. Everybody more or less know about the side effect of, let's say, smoking. That's why I... I leave them the choice, whatever that serves them better. In the meantime, I'll try to give them some tips. I look at the people. How much can I give them? Mm, absolutely. See? Yeah. I'm so some people who are ready to do, I support them and they quit. Yes. Absolutely. Some mm. people are not so bad, ready for anything like that. I still can help them. Absolutely. So, yeah. And yes, the, the, the book stops with the, with the patient or the person wanting, wanting advice. We know that it's their choice, but I still think it's, 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 
is uh, our responsibility to really highlight the most important that factors. Is, I agree with you. You know that um, some people are in their 80s and they're still smoking like chimney and nothing is wrong with them. Some people die of of uh, lung cancer because of a secondary smoke. They were just exposed. You see? So there are a lot of different factors affecting the health of the person. Absolutely. That's why I have learned to be more flexible with them, with people, and give them a choice because my goal is to reduce stress in them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, we, you know, let's keep it contextual to modernity and modern life that, you know, smoking on top of all the other, all the other, um, offensive agents that people are taking into their bodies are being exposed to, you know, it could be the icing on the cake. And, and, and we know that it's the most prevalent, um, you know, kind of uh, contributing factor to lung cancer. So you know, that's what, that's an aside. We've talked about what we would, you know, what you would give practically to somebody to eat if they wanted to live a, a longer and healthier life. You've talked about how to moderate or ameliorate stress let's talk about movement if someone said what come on doc what do i need to do uh to 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 improve my health span um and uh prolong my lifespan what how do i need to move my body what should i do to start creating some sort of gentle habit of exercise stretching jogging walking enjoying the nature outside some people wish to go to the gym and create bulky body. That's up to them. But I and you, I'm sure you too, treat them as well. People who come back with a lot of muscle and joint problem because of the gym. So going to the gym basically by itself is not necessary for everybody to be healthy. More than that is stretching exercise, gentle exercise, moving the body, improving circulation. I believe a good half an hour of jogging early in the morning outside will benefit the body better than a lot of other, you know, push-ups and anything in the gym. <laughs> but it's still up to people. But they can do both. But creating better circulation with less physical stress on the body is the key. Most of the people, because they haven't been active for a long time, they have a lot of imbalances in their musculoskeletal system. Even some people who go to the gym, they develop bigger muscle on one side and very small ones on the other side. Mm -hmm. Because everybody think about having a bulky chest and, and strong shoulder and arm. You know, they forget about the lower body. You see people with figure like uh, like this, yeah? And then and then they, they, they immediately started having a lot of sexual performing issue because the balance of the chi completely differs than, than the, the natural one. There's a lot of more energy stuck on the top of the body than the bottom. So, I love swimming in the sea. That salt in the seawater is absolutely amazing, rather than swimming in the swimming pool, because in the pool, the water is sucked into our body. In the, in the seawater, it sucks the wa water out of our body because of the osmosis. So, it drags a lot of toxins through the skin, whereas the first one pushes a lot of chlorine through our skin. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so, yeah, well, I would like to, I would like to kind of... Um, add strength, strength training to that. Because I think, as I said earlier, VO2 max, or our ability to use oxygen maximally within the body and strength, are two of the most positive markers of, 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 of longevity and health. So I would say that, I would add to that and say that mostly everybody, in the context of a modern world, a sedentary lifestyle, 
will benefit from some form of resistance training, whether it's the burn density, re reaching their genetic ceiling for burn density, improving their metabolic health, um, you know, preventing falls in old age. I think strength is a, is a key factor in, in addition to that. I fully agree with you. When I mentioned the gym, I, I meant when people go there, suddenly they want to push and push to develop the big muscles ASAP. That's what I yeah, meant. Yeah, of course. Which most of the younger generations especially think like that. Yeah, otherwise, building up the muscles, a little bit of a resistance, I 100% agree with you. This is really important for the balance of the bones, tendons, everything about musculoskeletal system. That is absolutely true. Yeah. Stressed. We've got movement, and let's finish with sleep. Doc, I'm not sleeping very well. What can I do to preserve my health span? What can I do to ensure that I'm getting the best out of my recovery um, and really investing in a long, healthy life? How can I improve my sleep? If they have problem with sleeping, we have to understand where the problem comes from. Sometimes, most of the time, people can't fall asleep because their mind is too busy. They're constantly thinking about the stuff which is challenging for them. They need to find some sort of relaxation technique or whatever, it, 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 whether it is uh, a meditation, exercise, or taking some sort of herbal remedies, like let's say even, even some good quality chamomile tea an hour before they go to bed. It will help them. They need to relax their mind. But most, most important than all is the time people go to bed. Mm. Most of the people go to bed very late at night. The best quality sleep happens when we are in bed by 11 because this is a time that the body, especially liver and gallbladder, which are the yin and yang organ of the blood, starts to detox with the nature, with the environment. When we go to bed earlier in the evening, like I mean around 11 or maybe a bit earlier than that, which for many people is almost impossible, we get the best quality of sleep, even if it is a short sleep. The ones who go to bed very late at night, even if they fall asleep, their body doesn't have the chance to replenish itself. As you know, a lot of hormones and a lot of other materials that are consumed during the day are supposed to be manufactured during the sleep, night sleep. Mm. And that happens only when people are in bed on time. Originally, our body is made to go to sleep when the Sky is dark and yes. get up, <laughs> yeah. but with our lifestyle today, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Originally, we're supposed to eat food when we have food, and now we can have food at any time of the day or night. It just takes a phone call. Yes. You see? Yes. Or you open the fridge and everything is there. So going back to the natural state of, of life is important for longevity and, and well-being. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant, a brilliant way to close this off. Um, because, as I said, we live in a world of fads, trends, instant gratification hacks, and longevity medicine is often a term that's used to scare people who have anxiety about not living long lives. So they become frantic and obsessed with you know, these quick-fix hacks. But what we're seeing here is that longevity medicine hasn't changed. It hasn't changed for thousands and thousands of years. It's just that we have strayed so far from what it means to live a balanced life as a human in symbiosis with our planet. So ultimately, what you've alluded to here is evolutionary wisdom. If we want to live a long, 
healthy health span and lifespan, get back to the basics. Look at what has got exactly. this far. Bravo. Food, natural food, regular physical activity, balancing our our relationship with light, you know, natural light, going to bed on time, waking up early, exercising and eating within certain hours, and stress. You know, understanding what is worth caring about and what's not worth caring about, you know? There are no more lions running around. <laughs> yes, we have day-to-day stimuli, but is it worth the, the investment, the emotional and neurological investment that we put into it? Not really. So you've touched on some very fundamental things. We've, I think we've really clarified what longevity medicine is. It's get back to an appropriate human lifestyle. Absolutely, absolutely. The new technology that is coming up will change everything at the same time too. As we know... For the better or for the worse? For the, for the better as well. As we know, the immediate uh, electromagnetic field of energy around us, which contains the aura, chakra, the, the, the place where acupuncture meridians run or homeopathy effects, is called morphogenetic fields. The blueprint of all our organs are there. One day, if we learn what frequency, what signal to give to activate the build of a new kidney in our body, the body will do it itself. There are kind of advanced technologies now, which is not yet available to people for, for a lot of different reasons, but it's going to be in future sometime, which could help the body to regenerate itself faster. But we haven't reached to that point, at least among the ordinary people among us yet. But for now, as you mentioned earlier, these are the fundamental keys to go back to to our original state of human being. At the same time, it's also important to accept what we have, who we are, to put aside all these internal conflict, resistance to changes, and, and looking for always getting more. A lot of people have more than what they need, but they are not satisfied yet. We need to accept ourselves with our deficiencies and excess, we need to start loving ourselves because if I don't care for me, how can I ask my body to care? And and the rest of the stuff which you mentioned, well, I think very that clearly, I think that modern the modern metric of success should be health. That is the new wealth. That is the original wealth. Um, and like you said, we just need to get back to a symbiosis with our environment and most of the time the body will do what it needs to do it exactly. will calibrate itself so brilliant discussion again dr pavis always a pleasure to see thank you thank you so much um, and um yeah if 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 anybody hasn't listened to our sec- our second podcast with dr pavis please check that out and um yeah i look forward to our next installment And the last message to all our amazing audience is to smile and laugh. Take the life easy. It doesn't matter what we achieve. We are here to enjoy our lives, to recognize the truth about this creation and life, and to understand our role in creating better balance, not only in our body and life, in the body of our societies, our planet, and the rest of the universe. Smile. Let the problems go, it will be okay.
you have to trust in the future. Yes. Absolutely. And to finish off, modernity comes with great responsibility. So live a modern life, but take responsibility for all the cost that modern life brings. So eat well, move well, sleep well, think well. Thank you, Dr. Paddix. You can take care.